Hello. Hi. Good morning. It's me, Amy, and I am here doing a live recording of the Feel Good Family Food podcast on my Facebook page, Healthy Food for Busy Families. I have been really enjoying this approach to recording the podcast because it's a little something for everyone. So if you are a video person, if you prefer to see faces and watch on a platform that you're on, Facebook, Healthy Food for Busy Families is the spot for you. But if you like to listen in the car to a kid-friendly podcast with short actionable tips, then you can find me at Feel Good Family Food Podcast. I publish these videos every Tuesday. All of that said, I'm excited to be here today to record an episode on a counterintuitive approach to eating well during the holidays. This was inspired by my own experience of eating a lot of delicious food this past weekend. Um, but I'm feeling the need to like readjust a little bit. And it got me thinking around what are the things that all of us can do to eat better during the holidays without being in restrictive diet, mm, regulate everyone in our family mode. So that's what I want to talk to you about here today. If you're watching on video, I have this glorious looking green drink from Amazing Grass. It's like a green beauty fizz or something. Is it working yet? (laughs) So I'm walking the talk, but in today's episode, I'm going to share with you three things that you can do to eat healthier during the holidays without trying harder and worrying more. Let's dive in. Hi there, I'm Amy. I'm a mom, a natural food chef, and the host of the Feel Good Family Food Podcast. Just like you, I have more to do in a day than could possibly get done, and kids who say their favorite foods are things like... Gummy bread. Pretzel, of course. Mazuki. Ice cream, yummy. On this podcast, I'm using my 10 years of professional food experience plus real-world nutrition to help real parents more easily feed their families healthy food more often. Stick with me for tips, tricks, and actionable steps to start feeling good about feeding your family. So as promised, I called this a counterintuitive approach to eating well during the holidays because quite frankly, what most of our minds tell us is that to eat better, we need to be more restrictive, try harder, eat less, make sure our kids eat less sugar and candy and cookies and all of those kinds of things. And I'm here to tell you from my own experience that that is a recipe for not just failure, but feeling really bad about yourself because the holidays are a time of celebration and sugar and treats and all of these things. And so what I want to share with you today is a perspective on how you can keep some modicum of control over eating well so that you feel good, so that you feel good about what your kids are eating, all of those things without adding stress and worry and all of the, the things that actually aren't healthy and don't serve us on top of an already stressful time. Sound good? So the three things I'm going to talk to you about are um, resisting the urge to restrict and how to let go more. The second thing is I want to talk to you about this concept of intentional indulgence. It's something that I've coined that has really worked for me and I hope it will be helpful to you. And then the third thing is to talk about some ideas for healthy meals on off nights or what I like to think of as controlling the things that you can control. So first and foremost, let's talk about resisting the urge to restrict. I know because I've been there. You're like, oh my gosh, I eat so much at Thanksgiving or I drink so much on Saturday night. Those are just examples. I'm not saying that's what really happened to me, but yeah, that's that's what happened to me. And I have this natural urge as someone who's done every diet under the face of the earth to be like, I, okay, I need to go on a diet and intermittent fast for 18 hours a day and 
Um, you know, make sure my kids have green smoothies and like all of these things that make me feel more in control in a time where I'm not sort of not in control because other people are feeding us and we have all of this delicious food and, you know, some of it is out of your control. So, um, I think it's really important during the holiday time to re- resist the urge to restrict, to be like, I'm going to go gluten-free so I don't need any treats at holidays or any of those things. And here is why. It's not that I know you have really good intentions and that this might sometimes work for some people, but what I find in the long run is that this urge to restrict is usually followed by being surrounded by delicious things that you've decided you can't have. And then once you go like a little bit over whatever arbitrary determination you've made around what you can't have, you really go all in instead of being able to have like a measured, thoughtful, mindful approach to what you're eating. And truthfully, this isn't just for adults. This works for kids also that I have seen in my own kids that when I'm getting tight with things, when I'm saying, oh no, no more sweets for today, that is when they are more inclined to not just ask for more, but to try and sneak things or to like ask dad or to try other ways of getting the things that they want to become hyper-focused on it. So if you need your own example of why it doesn't work for you, look at your kids. We as humans are of course designed to love delicious things, to want to eat in community with people. Um, Sweets are like a natural inclination for us as human beings. And so this is why for my first tip, I want to just encourage you to let go a little bit more. And that doesn't mean to let go entirely, to like chalk the month of December up to a loss, (laughs) that you're not going to eat any vegetables at all. It just means that when you are in a situation where you don't have control over the food or what's available or how many treats your kids might eat or those kinds of things, to just take a deep breath and practice the art of letting go of needing control to control the things you can't control. This is like one of those food things that is applicable to life also. And something I've personally been practicing is like, what can I let go of here? What is not serving me? What is causing me stress that I don't actually need to carry? And I think if we can do this around food, it's a good practice to start expanding outward to other things. But listen, you probably have enough stress. You're buying presents for everyone. You're dealing with family that you might not always see. All of these things that might be stressful. Don't let shoulds around food add to it. So know that one day or even one week or even one month out of the year is such a small snippet of what eating well really looks like to you and your kids and your whole entire family that stressing about it isn't actually controlling it. It's just making it harder to work within the confines of what you're working with. So letting go would be my first step to this counterintuitive approach to eating healthy, eating well during the holiday season. The second step is once you have let go and you've decided that you're not going to use this time to do like a raw vegan cleanse or go keto for the first time or only drink smoothies till 6 o'clock p.m. every day, again, real examples from my life. Um, So if you've decided that you're not going to do any of those things, that you're going to let go, the next thing to do is to practice what I call the art of intentional indulgence. And this, again, works for adults as well as kids. And it looks a little something like this. There is a dessert tray at a party and it's all laid out in front of you. And instead of saying, I never eat dessert because remember we've let go, or I shouldn't be having this because remember we've let go. Instead of saying those things, you say, hmm, what looks really good to me? What would bring me the most joy here? Take a deep breath, get a couple of those things, and then know that there's always more where that came from. So this is my mantra when I use intentional indulgence is to think about what would bring me the most joy, 
to get those things. And then to say to myself, there's always more where that came from, whether it means not piling your tray with all of the desserts because then you're more apt to eat them or whether it means not feeling like you need to eat every single bite of every single thing that you took, taking a couple bites thinking, was that tasty? Did I enjoy it? Do I want to have more of it? And I liken this to the difference between enjoying your favorites at the holidays. For me, this would be like my husband and father-in-law's cheesecake at Thanksgiving. Like I'm going to really enjoy that. That is something that I want to enjoy versus waking up and realizing that you ate an entire pumpkin pie and you don't even like pumpkin pie that much. And the difference most often comes down to your mindset around it is like, if you have said, I'm not going to have pumpkin pie, I'm not eating sugar or whatever this year. And then you start eating pumpkin pie and then you sort of like wake up from some whatever groggy coma that you put yourself into and you've eaten the whole pumpkin pie. That's the opposite of intentional indulgence versus being present, thinking about what you really want, really enjoying what you decide to have and not creating additional guilt around it. And the reason I say this works for kids also is because I realized that for my own kids, if I sort of put them in charge of saying, this doesn't mean I let them have whatever they want, but if I'm like, okay, there are chocolate bears and there's ice cream available for dessert, which one do you feel like having tonight? And instead of saying like, we've had enough sugar, we're not going to have any more sugar, all of those things. If I'm just giving them choices and letting them think, what? what do I really want? What does my body really want? That I'm empowering them to also have those intentional indulgences instead of just eating everything that's available because it's available. Full recognition that this doesn't always work at parties because it might be a little bit chaotic and you might not be with your kids the whole time. But I would submit to you that even just practicing this with your kids when you can do it helps them to apply it the rest of the time. And interestingly, I was with my son and he was having a chocolate bear and then he had a couple of bites of ice cream, which I wasn't great about giving him the choice between. I just sort of let him have whatever. I was really, really letting go, which is maybe a different side of the coin. Um, and he had a couple of bites of the ice cream. He said, I think I've had enough of this. It's, it's going to make me feel sick if I have more. And I was like, oh, Okay. And I let him listen to himself. And if he had come back and said, oh, I would really like some more ice cream. I feel like I want it now. I was committed to not putting my own judgment on that also, because again, it's such a small blip on the radar when it really comes down to it. And I want you to remember that over anything else is this is a really small blip on the radar. So if you take none of my advice today and you just like go full bore into the holidays and you're like, why is this lady even talking about healthy eating during the holidays? I'm not even going to think about it. Cool. Come January, remember retroactively that December was just a small blip on the radar. And even when we think like, oh, the holidays are crazy and there's stuff around all the time, the truth is, and this leads to my third point, is that even the 10 holiday parties you're going to go to, those are small blip on the radar. And so what is one thing that you can do if you're letting go when you get to a party, you're practicing intentional indulgence while you're there so that you really enjoy the things you choose to have, choose to have being the operative word. What can you do to make those eating events just a blip on the radar? The answer, as always, is to lay a healthy baseline the rest of the time. So what does a healthy baseline look like during the holidays? It might be different than normal. You might not be eating five dinners a week at home and cooking the healthiest things. But listen, there are at least at least three opportunities on a weekly basis to make a nutritious dinner. I got to believe. Otherwise, you're much more popular than I am. Totally possible. 
but <laughs> I'm guessing there are at least three opportunities for healthy dinners. So go all in on really optimizing those meals that you are home and in control and present with your family so that everything else just is a blip. Go all in on making sure that breakfast is not a Pop-Tart, that it's a whole grain bagel or a bowl of oatmeal or some scrambled eggs or something that you feel really good about feeding your family so that you are optimizing the things that you can control, which then makes the times that you let go a lot less impactful to overall health. So one of the places that I'm sharing what I'm making for the nights we're actually home is in my new Facebook group, What's for Dinner Mom. You can just search What's for Dinner Mom on Facebook or it's facebook.com slash Fast Meal Mamas for some reason. I got to change the name. Um, so if you are looking for ideas, I'm sharing them on a weekly basis there. Just as an example, if you don't want to hop over there, things we're making this week. I made buffalo chicken chili in the Instant Pot last night. I um, am making beef and broccoli tonight, like homemade with brown rice that I'm super excited about. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. We're going to have butternut squash and goat cheese salad another night. And one night we're just going to have bonza chickpea pasta with rouse tomato sauce and a Caesar salad on the side. There will, of course, be other meals thrown in there, but they're kind of like catch as catch can. And I, I am recognizing that my role is to just make sure I have easy, healthy things on hand that I can actually make happen so that we're not like, oh my gosh, today was so crazy. And now we're going to have pizza. And then we're going to go to a holiday party tomorrow. And then we're going to go to a birthday party on the weekend. And we're going to do all these things, right? So my role in our family, maybe it's your husband's role in your family. But my role as the adult in my family is to make sure there are healthy options on hand. And I am focusing on optimizing those by making sure that I have realistic, healthy meals that I can make on weeknights, even if we're super busy. Again, you can go to um, What's for Dinner Mom Facebook group that I'm running now, and you will, um, you'll see that link to my Facebook page also. You can join there and you can see my ideas and other awesome ideas from other members of what they're making each week if you're feeling kind of stumped for what to actually make. And then the other thing is that I'm making sure we have healthy snacks on hand. So I've been really trying to buy less of the like bars and those kinds of things that are also laden with sugar that normally I'm not too worried about. But during the holidays, because I know there's going to be a lot of other access to sugar, I'm making sure we're snacking on things more like pears or apples with peanut butter or um, sliced cucumbers and bell peppers with hummus. And by having those things on hand and not the other things, it naturally makes me inclined to give those because I'm certainly not going to go to the store to get some Z-bars for my kids, right? So maybe you can take some inspiration from that as well as by having the healthy things on hand and being a little bit more intentional, not like with even throwing away things that you already have, but simply by not purchasing the things that are a little more sugar-laden or a little bit more processed that you normally wouldn't worry about, then you can tend more towards the healthy side of things to focus on those unprocessed foods so that, going back to my central thesis, when you let go at other eating events and holiday parties and those kinds of things, you can know that it's just a small blip on the radar. I hope that today's episode was helpful for you, that you got some ideas of how you can apply this counterintuitive eating approaches to actually eating healthier during the holidays by stressing less about what you're eating and really laying that healthy baseline at the times that you're in control of things. So I have um, just one thing I want you to do as a result of today's episode. If you are stumped for what to make to dinner, for dinner on a regular basis and you're like, Amy, I'd love to feed my family healthier food on the nights that we're around, but I don't know what to do, look for What's for Dinner Mom on Facebook linked to Healthy Food for Busy Families. Join the group. We're talking all about 
dinner ideas there. And I've gotten so many awesome ideas from our members there. One final thing I just wanted to let you know, if you're watching this on Facebook Live, um, you maybe don't know that I have been coming out with a podcast episode every week for like 83 weeks, which is boggles my mind. Um, But I'm going to take a break in December. And the reason for that is not because I don't think there's things to talk about healthy eating wise in December, but because one, I know that you're super busy and that you might not have as much time to even listen to a 15 to 20 minute podcast. Two, you might be thinking about things other than um, mindset tricks around feeding your family well. I know that sometimes I just need like the tactical things, which is why I'm really putting my energy into the What's for Dinner Mom Facebook group during this busy time so that I can give you some tactical links and recipes that you can just take and make instead of like the bigger, broader thoughts around feeding your family well. And the third reason is I'm reformulating the way that I serve people and help them feed their families healthy food more often. And I just need a little bit of time to think about how the podcast fits into that and how I can best be of service to you. If you have thoughts on that, I'd love to see a comment on my Facebook page, or you can find me on Instagram at The Family Kitchen Coach. I know this is lots of different names of things. Part of my reformulation is just figuring out how everything fits together. But Instagram, The Family Kitchen Coach, let me know if there are things you'd love to hear from the podcast. Some ideas I have are going back to more of like an interview format where I can bring experts on to speak with you, Um, doing a more of a focus on YouTube where you could actually see what I'm doing on video if it comes to food prep. Um, I have like a cheat sheet in the works and I want to make sure that the podcast is the most useful format for you to get information. I know as a busy parent myself that I love podcasts because I can listen to them while I'm on the go. But I also think sometimes talking about food is a little bit hard in a place that you can't see what's happening. So if you have ingenious ideas, find me at the Family Kitchen Coach on Instagram. Let me know what you would love to hear on the podcast, whether it's um, experts or more of this one-on-one stuff or just really short bite-sized tactical tips. Any feedback is welcome. I so appreciate your time to watching this video, listening to the podcast, tuning in for 83 different episodes. And I look forward to reconnecting with you, connecting with you throughout December on my various social media platforms, and then reconnecting with you come January once I have a little bit more clarity on what I want to do going forward. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon.